Welcome, welcome, everyone. Howdy. And welcome back to another episode of the Back Row Lessons Podcast. Yeah. I try and come up with something to introduce the episodes every time, but I panic and go to welcome, welcome. Yeah. So <laughs> if that's a catchphrase, that's a catchphrase. But we are so glad you are back with us for Very another grateful. episode. We are so grateful. Season two off to a roaring start. We've already... <laughs> Burn down shit, and uh, Francis Drake had to come to the rescue. So it's been a lot of fun in mm-hmm. episode one, and uh, episode two here is going to be a whole lot more fun. Uh, going to be some craziness here. Yeah, last time we left off, weren't we invading Antarctica? Exactly, yeah. Okay. We, we were coming for the fucking penguins. <laughs> uh, they had it coming, so, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they talk shit, and you get hit there. But before that, we would just love it. If you left us a review on whatever platform, place, application, app, whatever you want to call it, leave us a review there. That is just a great way to help the podcast rise. Uh, You know, we are... The the good thing about starting out as a podcast is any ground gained is a lot more than you had before. So push us up the charts, please. That's all we're asking. (laughs) Uh, Leave a review. You know, on the topic of penguins... Tell us what your favorite zoo animal is. Mm. Uh, I only say penguins because I think of them at the local zoo here in the area. My favorite one is probably more... Are you kidding me, bro? No, it's, <laughs> our timer had a little notification sound there. Uh, but our favorite, my favorite, at least, zoo animal <laughs> is... I would have to say alligator if you can get them. Dude, yeah. I'm just thinking, I had it on airplane mode and told me to like do my five-minute Spanish review. That's how important Spanish is. It doesn't care if it's going to bring down the fucking plane. Yeah. That notification is coming through. That's how like, important language is. I kind of is. feel betrayed. Like, when you put it on airplane mode, doesn't that mean, like, just give me a break? Yeah. That's all I asked for. Off. Come on, fucking Apple. But give yeah, me what I asked. God damn it. Give what it. I paid for. Give us a review. Yeah. <laughs> Great yeah. transition there. But mm-hmm. as we always like to say, I mean, fuck, what's your favorite fucking zoo animal? God damn it. I don't know. Um, I guess like any kind of monkey would be cool. Um, birds are pretty awesome. I've always had like a weird just, fascination with bats. <laughs> bats? Are, see, I was mm-hmm. I was gonna say birds is pretty general. You can yeah. go for. <laughs> I mean, penguins are included in that, but you got you know yeah. even the pigeons that aren't even part of the exhibits who fly through are counted in that. But yeah, but I can see bats. If you're a person that doesn't believe in the zoo, like you know, think it's like really you know horrible for them, then just don't leave an answer. <laughs> <laughs> or leave a review and criticize us for mentioning zoo animals. Yeah, just give us. The the max amount of stars <laughs> i like how you phrase it don't believe in zoos because all i could imagine is someone's like i don't acknowledge they're like like yeah. it's santa claus like santa's not real and neither are zoos but i know it exactly just trying to walk into a zoo it's like okay tickets is 50 bucks i don't know i don't the, believe in this place i don't believe i should it. be able to walk through it. but on that uh getting to more serious things how i make my notes here everything we're going to be talking about here is real uh and nothing here is made up mm-hmm. i went through sources i kind I, of made it up the invasion of antarctica i mean at least figured. we know we're being facetious yeah. there so <laughs> and that's before i gave this intro so now everything is all good to go uh but yeah everything is all real i mm-hmm. didn't make this up i couldn't i'm not that creative i'll be honest why do you think i'm <laughs> rewriting everything but as we like to say we, we can't, can't make on command. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We, we can't, can't make, make this shit up. up. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Shout out to my... Ah! 
Shout out to my cousins who listened to this episode. <laughs> As I, I remember them saying, yeah, we listen to every episode. So, Hi, Paul's cousins. Hi. <laughs> anyway, where <laughs> we left off. I mean, uh, I can't, but whatever. <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> okay, what were you saying? Wh- Antarctica? Antarctica, a few miles north. <laughs> Just a few. Just a few. Uh, we where we were last time uh we kind of uh i'm trying to figure out a transition point. all right was there just, like 15 dudes or yeah, something 15 dudes okay. none of them have that ability either um now we were on the island of roanoke for kind of the first half of this settlement uh how everyone thinks it's a spooky scary place all those shows and fucking scary YouTube videos. None of this has happened yet. We're going to be getting into yeah. that this episode. But uh, a man by the name of Sir Richard Grenville, Ooh. he had come to the previous site of the last Roanoke colony. You know it. Only to find that everyone had been evacuated already. So Wait, the 15 people? No, so he's about to leave those 15 people. Oh, I he see. He came okay. there, saw it was empty, and realized if this is an empty settlement and someone else comes and takes it it's no longer the british or the english so he left 15 guys to say <laughs> keep it cool you know survive pretty much later i'll see you and where we left off was him leaving these 15 men behind on the island here great i guess cliffhanger okay. <laughs> um so they get back to england they cross the sea grenville and the people who had been on uh the previous colony okay um now i summed what up what's about to happen here pretty quickly uh you failed miserably let's remember (laughs) they were about to be either killed or starved to death uh and they didn't know the groups of people involved in this this was just all the soldiers who were on roanoke island okay who were they from again they were from england okay yeah they're all english soldiers and they were rescued by francis drake Okay. Um, so they come back. So what they had attempted to, uh, you know, a big, large new settlement, and they had pretty much done everything wrong. So you uh. failed miserably. <laughs> you had to be rescued. Every one of the local natives hates you so much. <laughs> what is there to do? Double down. Wait, the Native Americans, though? Yeah, the, the, everyone yeah, okay. hated them. Just they, making sure. Yep, they, ki- they we were talked. killed. Uh, and so what's there to do? Double down on your idea. We're going back. <laughs> we're going back again. Our friend, who's going to be a little involved here, Walter Raleigh, he was kind of the brains behind the operation mm. last time. He was so smart, he didn't have to go to <laughs> North America. He got to stay on the Queen's order. She said, he's my favorite, Walter. Okay. Uh, Wally. Oh, oh, Wally. That's a great name because his name is Walter, and then his last name is Raleigh, so I put it as Wally. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Raleigh and other connected bureaucrats in England were able to convince more investors and new potential settlers to attempt a second colony in mm. the New World on behalf of England. Uh, but this time, they learned a little bit from their mistakes. We're just going to go a little bit more north of where we settled last time. <laughs> We're going to go to the Chesapeake Bay. And and secret Fort is not that yeah, secret. I think if we just go a little bit north, they won't know who we are. It's not like <laughs> everyone there talks about us. Uh, one of the reasons why they chose the Chesapeake Bay was this area was suspected to have, because it's a giant bay, you know, it's yeah. big. They were like, this is obviously the route that gets us to the Pacific. <laughs> Again... <laughs> 
They're just trying. Um, Are they just like guessing at that point? Yeah, okay. pretty. So, someone one time said, "I totally bet there's probably the Pacific a few miles that way in North America, and for 200 years, Europeans will do anything to get to that. <laughs> they won't ever suspect that they're wrong. They have to find it." Nice. Uh, Early January 1587, uh, Raleigh approves a corporate charter to found the city of Raleigh. He's like, I know what to name this fucking city. <laughs> uh, led by a governor, John White, and over 100 settlers will accompany him across the ocean for this first settlement. Ooh, uh, nice. These settlers so were... Wait. Is this an idea, or are they actually like They're actually together? doing this. Okay. They actually got the money going, and the big thing that is different, besides just we're going a little bit more north, is these settlers were going to be a lot more different. They weren't just soldiers. They were mainly middle-class London residents hoping to kind of improve their status in the world. They're hoping to become, hey, okay. if this is going to be part of the English Empire, I can rule this now. You know, yeah. I can get in on the start. Uh, included. I wonder how they advertised that back then. Have a sign like, he calm or fuck off somewhere else. <laughs> what if we told you you could fuck off and then become rich pretty much? Um, so included also was the Captain John White's pregnant daughter, Eleanor, and her husband, Whoa, Ananis Dare, A-N-A-N-I-A-S, Ananis. I think that's like a Greek god or something. I would suspect so. Ananis or whatever? Ananis? I don't know. Uh, Honestly, it it reads like a sportswear company, and not just because it's Nike, but it's like like Ananis, push the limits or some bullshit like that. (laughs) Uh, And now, unlike this first colony or the first attempt at the colony, what we talked Mm. about in the first episode. This one is including women and children on its voyage. We need to send those children across (laughs) the sea to die, you know? Yeah. They will push us. No. Well, not to die. To try and... they don't know that yet. Yeah, not yet. Mm -hmm. So the fleet... We got the spoilers here, people. I mean, eventually they're going to die. It's the 1500s. (laughs) It's not like they're still around. Spoiler alert. Sorry. (laughs) God. Uh, The fleet was comprised of three vessels, led by the Lion, and departed in May 1587. So mm. it like took a boat called the lion or like a the flagship, the, the boats called the lion. Nice. Uh, and it's that. how it's spelled lion. I don't know. They It was had a great mane. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, now, July. So it's two months or so. Uh, it's 1587 again. The fleet arrives off the coast of Croatoan Island oh. with the mission of checking up on those men Grenville had left behind oh. at Roanoke. Uh, after a night of searching, oh. uh, John White was That's a- my worried voice, not like my moaning voice for any other reason. Just to it's clarify. Bu- it's building ambi- like ambiance. Uh, mine sounded worried. Yours kind of had like a little uh. more sensual feel to it. I didn't like it. Whoa. Uh, so after a night of searching, John White is able to find the old spot of this lane colony that we talked about in the first okay. episode. They did not find any men left behind. Rather, what they had found was just a shitload of human skeletons. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder how those got there. You know, wait, wait, wait. so they didn't think they were, those pe- skeletons were them. Not at this time. They were what? They, well, I mean, this is the, like the 1500s New World. Who the fuck knows where skeletons come and go? Yeah, you, they could be alive. We don't know. <laughs> uh, very shortly after all of the colonists have fully disembarked onto land here uh yeah in uh off Kinda the coast off the yeah boats, off of croatoan yeah uh, a colonist by the name of george howe is 
killed by Native Americans while collecting crabs. Uh, so I, I think they remember who we are here. <laughs> and then on the other side, you have the Native Americans screaming, they're back, they're yeah. back, they're so cutting our we, crabs. How did we leave it off with the Native Americans last time? Pretty much what? fleeing away from the natives for their lives were the English. Yeah, <laughs> they, okay. They were not too fan, big okay. of fans of us. Um, <laughs> So that was July. August, the new colonists start to make an attempt at settlement along the banks of the ocean. Remember how they said that they were going to go to uh, the Chesapeake Bay, and then they haven't gotten to the Chesapeake Bay yet? Mm -hmm. They're not going to get to the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> They're not. Sorry about that. Uh, so they, like I said, they make another settlement on the banks of the ocean. August 18th, 1587, White's daughter Eleanor Dare gives birth to her daughter named Virginia— uh, in honor of being, quote, the first Christian born in Virginia. Woo! And this is, I believe, technically the first European born in North America, at least the continent here. Born like Rin Records, I guess. I, when I say, yeah, I guess there's probably not a lot of banging and pregnant women yeah. going on previous <laughs> colony expeditions, but at least on mainland uh, America, that this is the first one. Uh, the first few months... The English under White tried to avenge these previous attacks on Grenville's men to no real success. They were like, oh, we need to avenge these skeletons. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they got pushed back even more. By the end of August, the colonists... <laughs> I forgot about this. By the end of August, they got there in you know July, maybe mid-July. So mm -hmm. let's say six weeks here. Let's okay. just give them a solid six weeks. The colonists persuade Governor White to return to England to explain the colony's desperate situation <laughs> and ask for help. And, you know, he's going to head back. Yeah. So until it took him six weeks to piss everyone off, and they want him to leave <laughs> and go back to England. They want him to leave? Though? Yeah, they want him to leave. They, so, like, they, that cry for help wasn't... Was, it's, it wasn't they they need the help, though? but they okay. hate him so much, they were like, leave and let us be yeah. at the same time. <laughs> and I love how it was phrased. So I'm trying as, to understand, like, are they in just horrible living conditions now? Yeah, the, things are going okay. pretty bad here. Um, so from a guy that's been there before, he's been there before, right? Not John White, no. Oh, okay. He, he hadn't but been there. But they've had people there before, so yeah, they could they, have, like, planned better. Yeah, they could have, if they had gone a, to another location, yeah. a new place, maybe things would have been different. But, <laughs> like I said, they doubled down on what they were going to do here. Or maybe they brought back those 15 people. They could have had a say of how shitty it is over there. <laughs> had they just saved the 15 dudes, everything would have been different. It would have changed history, man. Probably not. They're already over the fucking place, it sounds like. <laughs> Honestly, I believe they probably just died like day two, and <laughs> they're just rotting bones at this point. Uh, now, John White arrives back in England in November 1587. Uh that's like six months. That is like six months after he departed. So they're like, why are you back so quickly here? <laughs> uh, but as he got back, actually, England was preparing for the arrival of something different, though, not John White. They were are preparing for the arrival of the Spanish Armada. Woo! Did I not mention that England and Spain are currently engaged in full-out war with each other right now? <laughs> For the Spanish Armada, it just didn't happen one day that the Spanish decided to put together a billion ships and say, let's go invade England. Yeah. A big thing that happened. Uh, Francis Drake happened. <laughs> He's back again. Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. I've been seeing that that movie has been getting pretty poor reviews. And oh, is it out already? It's like coming out in like a week or two. Oh, okay. I knew it was not going to get good reviews. There has is never it... been a good video game movie. Yeah. Well, ever. let me see. I think there is. I just, just too dumb the to best, pick one of right the now. The best one, I will say, not a good one, 
The best one I will say is the Marky Mark Max Payne movie because it has Marky Mark in it, and that's okay. it. Besides uh, that, I can't name a video game movie. If you're pissed off about zoos, leave in the comments or leave a review and say what your favorite video game movie is. Yeah, because there I isn't like a good that. one. That's why you can't think of one. <laughs> but Francis Drake, oh, Francis Drake, he is seen as a major reason for why war between Span- Spain and England broke out. Again, he's a t- he's just an asshole. Okay, just yeah. Straight. Um, <laughs> now, early April 1587, so at the same time their expedition's going out, just mm-hmm. a few months, like a month before, Drake is sent on behalf of Queen Elizabeth to pretty much just go harass anything Spanish related. <laughs> go. Just do something. Go. Do sail south and fuck shit up um and he departs from england uh, about a week or so later though elizabeth the queen sends a second message out to drake for him to not engage the spanish fleets or ports but this order never received reached drake as the boat carrying it was forced back uh so it really was not forced back as it was more Queen Elizabeth had, in fact, never intended for this note to reach Drake because she just wanted, you know, Drake to go fuck off. <laughs> she just really wanted it to, to be part of, like, how she can deny that. She was like, oh, he's just rogue. He's just doing It's okay. just Drake being Drake. <laughs> um, and if things fuck up in her face, she can deny it there. So that's okay. why. So, uh, But if he's successful, then she'll claim it? Yeah. Ah. It's called winning. Woo! It's the winning <laughs> mentality. It's that Sigma mindset. Um <laughs> Now, this is my nerd side getting in it, but uh, I thought this was cool. In this fleet sent out by Francis Drake uh, is the OG, very first ever HMS Dreadnought, which was sent out on its first mission. The Dreadnought was—I know, I saw that look. Okay. I saw that look. I saw it. What is it? Dreadnought was a very important ship in World War one i believe it was a major major step forward for giant battleships okay it was metal it was filled with guns it was i believe oil powered but it pretty much became like the term dreadnought became just a giant like a term for giant big hunking metal like just behemoths pretty much and that will segue to a great rant about star wars Mm. uh (laughs) in one of the star wars movies they call a giant ship the dreadnought (laughs) but for that to be in the lingo that means the british empire has to exist in the star wars universe (laughs) making it connected to the empire (laughs) so that's what that one line entails in the entire star wars universe (laughs) is that the british empire exists all right rant over um (laughs) There we go. Uh, Now, (laughs) this whole campaign by Francis Drake here has a great name. Okay. It's called Singeing the King of Spain's Beard. Uh, It's too lengthy. I know. They needed to shorten that down. But it does give you a good idea. He's he's singeing the the King of Spain's beard. He's lighting it on fire. So the King's Beard journey. Uh, It's a mocking name given to the series of tax by drake against the spanish in the summer of 1587 so at the same time they're going back to roanoke he is destroying spain so think of a 24 action shot you have jack power in one corner (laughs) in another corner you have them in roanoke and then in the kind of two below it's francis drake destroying things that's what i think i got it imagery (laughs) um 
April 29th, Drake enters the Bay of Cadiz. By the dawn of the next morning, May 1st, the English left the bay having destroyed over 25 ships (gasps) with reports close to 40 totally being destroyed and him taking four with him. He's like, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Um, As they were sailing back, Drake leads attack along the Portuguese coast, causing... You know, damage to the fleet. So he's kind of killing it right now. Yeah, he's destroying a lot, okay. but he loses a lot of time enough that the Spanish fleet is that had been following him yeah. uh, is able to catch up with him, and they start to attack the English here. Uh, supplies are running low. And where are they at this point? They're pretty much just like in the ocean okay. off the coast of Europe. How the fuck do you just like run into people? Like, I mean, <laughs> in the middle of that like, ocean. When it's flat, if you see one thing, you're like, <laughs> try it. <laughs> Go. Go that way. Uh, (laughs) When everything is flat, uh, uh, (laughs) supplies are running low, of course, and Drake and his second-in-command, William Burrow, of course, begin to argue. We know what happens when you argue with Drake. Witchcraft Uh comes about. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Brings uh, a priest involved. Exactly. He'll strap you anywhere, uh, and he'll (laughs) execute you. Uh, Drake wanted to land somewhere and get food, while Burrow believed that this would you know lose too much time is too dangerous uh eventually burrow actively disobeys drake's order which quote prompted drake to relieve him of his command and place him under arrest uh nothing about a witch trial or anything right there <laughs> but i i don't not rule it out i was kind of uh, hoping for it because he get like the last wait what was that last killing who did he kill that one dude oh he he executed one guy uh and then held up his head because he yeah, thought he yeah, was a witch. The bonus for, yeah, so and he then, was kind of like going to bullshit reason to bullshit reason. He's just getting like no, all covered no, in shit Notice how everyone is arguing with him on these ships. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like there might be a series of regular patterns happening here. <laughs> uh, but luckily, Burrow is spared and not considered a witch as he is sent back to England, leaving Drake with just a few ships here. Uh, so, so far, uh, what we've kind of gone through just real quick mm-hmm. is we're getting back to roanoke things are already going terrible uh-huh. <laughs> on roanoke and at the same time war is breaking out back in europe for our friends so uh, yeah we have like families there that are pissed off yep from we have families that are needing supplies a guy coming back to england as england and spain are pretty much approaching full-out war here mm-hmm. uh you'll understand why those two threads are going on at the same time here um i swear i promise <laughs> off the coast of the azores which are islands kind of a little bit farther off uh europe that are owned by the portuguese i believe okay. uh drake spots a portuguese ship and quickly captures it uh and again, he is the luckiest man in the world because it was filled with gold, spices, and silks valued at over 100,000 euros, which uh, for modern day purposes is worth about $34 million. Jesus Christ. And seeing that, he's like, I'll go back to England as well. And he promptly returns. Damn. He's like, I got what I needed. Um, <laughs> now, quote, the expedition led by Francis Drake was a resounding military success because he just fell ass backwards into $34 million. (laughs) That last part I added, but still. Uh, Okay, so he was lucky on the bonus episode. Was he lucky in the last episode, too? I guess because he got there in time for Roanoke. And okay, he cool. was in this. He was in the Caribbean, fucking a bunch of shit up. Yeah, that was even more okay. pissing off the Spanish. So this is like <laughs> addendum for that. Um, Drake 
Drake's hate for the Spanish would actually this time have some real consequences. Mm -hmm. Uh, The losses to the Spanish fleet caused by Drake delayed the Spanish plan to invade England for over a year. So they were playing, they're ramping up and then everything gets destroyed and now they need to delay it here. Uh, Drake had already embarrassed King Philip of Spain multiple times with his raids on the ports uh, all over the world, you know, previous times here. Mm. Uh, however, now he had raided all along the coast of Spain and stayed at three days in Spain's premier Atlantic port, <laughs> <laughs> the Royal Caribbean. <laughs> the what comes to mind is we have this mid-tier casino in northern minnesota treasure (laughs) island that used to have ads like treasure island resort and casino and i (laughs) the premier atlantic port town of treasure (laughs) island i don't think we can actually legally use that i'll cut it enough or put background music over (laughs) if they they sue us we'll get some good promo here you know fuck it uh but he stayed in the atlantic port town where he burned ships and buildings down He, he burnt down treasure island i'm sorry uh drake drove home the insults by publicly boasting that he had singed the king of spain's beard yet in private, he realized that his action had only delayed the Spanish invasion, not prevented it altogether. So he realized, oh, I I didn't fully kill the Spanish. They're just going to come back a year harder and more pissed <laughs> off here. Um, he wrote to Queen Elizabeth, quote, prepare in England strongly and mostly by sea. Kind of <laughs> fucked up. You might have got pe- angry people at your doorstep. He's like, oh, I... I think there might be consequences yeah. for my actions now. <laughs> it's uh, the, time to leave this place. Who I need to get back to wherever the fuck I was with the big feeded people down in the south. <laughs> uh, the breaking point for the Spanish was when Queen Elizabeth executed Mary, Queen of Scots, who was a Catholic ally for the Spanish. No, not no. Sir Ronan. No. Damn you, Margaret no. Robbie. I'm mad. If anybody's uh, seen that movie, The Queen of Scots, or I think that's what it is. Is that the one where I mentioned that they had a pregnant queen at one of the battles? I don't know. I think I that was a TV so. show. I think yeah, I that was it. a TV that show. Was a, that was the last season. Uh, other things that pushed the nations to war was Elizabeth supporting the Dutch revolt against the Spain, or yeah, against the Spanish. Uh, the seizure of English merchant ships in Spanish harbors. Uh, And then, quote, in response, the English Privy Council immediately authorized a campaign against the Spanish fishing industry in New England, the real enemy at the the fishing industry. We need to take care of those motherfuckers. (laughs) I know what's going on in those fucking nets right there, man. You can't push it past me. Is this still like Nathan Drake, though? This is not Nathan. I got you know what I, mean. I love that every time yeah. you, you just it's, <laughs> now t- it's, it's Tom it's Tom Holland at yeah. this point. He's gonna be a character, but um, no, uh, it's his consequences. It's like okay, if you look at a graph of like you know all the things that cause something, he's like a good sixty percent. But there's all of these other things that have happened as well. Just mainly spearheaded by him. Yeah. The English did not know when this giant Spanish fleet was going to be sent to invade England. They're like, we know. They're building something up, but we don't know when it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, referencing what you said earlier, yeah. too. Uh, they can't come on command. Uh, the whole <laughs> island. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. Uh, that was great. The whole island of England, like the, the whole island is put on naval lockdown. Like oh. no ships can come and go. Wait, where? On it, the entire 
island of like England, Scotland, Wales. Oh, damn. It's on naval lockdown. No one can go partially for safety, you know, if you get captured by the Spanish, partially for keeping any ship needed that could be used to fight. So they just wanted to keep as many ships as they could. So they're preparing for like the worst battle. Yeah, they're preparing. It's like when the British were preparing for Hitler to invade them, but it's the Spanish. Um, (laughs) Now, so this means from 1587 to 1588, no one can go. No one can leave the island, but eventually two ships that are not needed for combat, they're like, it's two small rowboats or something. (laughs) Uh, They are sent on a resupply mission to Roanoke. They're like, hey, we have a bunch of people across the ocean that I came here for supplies for. I need to get them those supplies. Uh, they departed on April 22nd, 1588. Uh, but the captains of these two ships, they're like, oh, man, we're going to America. You know what would be sweet? If we tried to capture several Spanish ships on the way there. <laughs> Left April 22nd. May 6th, they were attacked by French pirates near Morocco. Jesus. Over 20 of the crew was killed. Their supplies that were meant for Roanoke were looted, and they had to return home to England. Oh, fuck. And they like, the people in Roanoke probably really needed that. Goddamn. It was two weeks, if yeah. that. Well, I mean, isn't if, he, like, pretty much a pirate himself? I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's very much a pirate. This wasn't Francis Drake. This was just two people, but they were trying to be pirates themselves oh, against okay. the Spanish. But then French pirates came in, fucked them over, and they had to return home. Okay. Uh, of, even after the Spanish Armada attack in summer 1588, which I won't cover because that's way too much to just mm-hmm. bite in. It's a giant thing. Uh, that happened in summer 1588. The ban on returning to Virginia was still held in England as they prepared for their own attack on Spain, the Counter Armada, in 1589. (laughs) That sounds like a fucking sweet action movie. Mm -hmm. Counter Armada, coming this summer. What is it, just Plan B Armada? Yeah, well, they they attacked us with the Armada, so we're going to counter with our own Armada, (laughs) the Counter Armada. That sounds like a Cobra, like a Cobra commander, you know, G.I. Joe, Counter Armada. (laughs) Uh, Now, I saw this. This was listed on, like, an official UK historical society website about this, and I don't understand why. According to legend, this is, quote, this is copy-pasted from their website. According to legend... Francis Drake was first told of the sighting of the Armada while playing bowls on Plymouth Hoe. Playing bowls? Bowls, B-O-W-L-S. I assume like lawn bowling, like a primitive lawn bowling okay. game. On Plymouth Hoe. He is said to have answered that, quote, there is plenty of time to finish the game and beat the Spaniards, but there is no reliable evidence for this. Then why the fuck did you include it? Why, why is there... If there's no reliable evidence for this, why the fuck are you including it on your goddamn website? (laughs) You're an official historical society. I'll cut it. Uh, Because of all these preparations and materials needed, John White's mission. Okay. You know, the guy from Roanoke. Mm -hmm. Johnny Roanoke. Is he the one going back and forth the most? So far, yeah. He's going to be the only person that is trying to go back and forth. I okay. think no Grenville came back, but so he, Tom Holland just randomly came in, you know. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Yeah, he he saved the day Nathan just Drake, like he did. Francis Drake, what, he he saved the day at the end of last episode. Okay, yeah. And then he caused the problems during this episode 
Marvel, don't sue us. Okay. <laughs> I promise. I promise. Um, but so John White, his return mission, he's been there about two years or so, okay. uh, is still on hold well through 1590. Um, okay. So he was the one that got um, taken advantage by pirates, right? No, no, no. So in 1588, they just sent two ships that they could spare. Oh, okay. I didn't see any listed captains because it was just two weeks pretty okay. much it was two two and a half weeks here uh but john white is still like i need to get back because his daughter and his granddaughter are oh, in america yeah. still oh God. he's that one he's that one so he probably has a little vested interest to get yeah. back to america because oh he forgot. left his granddaughter when she oh, was like three weeks like old sense of a white <laughs> worry for them. even though like I probably should have had it before. I don't know. <laughs> Personal interest, damn it. Uh, now, I thought this was hilarious. Uh, in 1590, uh, the Spanish greatly overestimated the success that the English were having in Virginia. Rumors suggested that the English had discovered a mountain made of diamonds and a route to the Pacific Ocean. So it's grown from just a route to there's a mountain made of diamonds here. That would here. be nice, yeah. It would be nice. It's not true, <laughs> but nice. I love that it's grown that far. <laughs> uh, early 1590, Walter Raleigh is able to get John White to be included on a kind of military, kind of privateering expedition mm -hmm. uh, that was going to be sent to the Spanish Caribbean, funded by, there was John White, this is John Watts. Uh, and I just briefly looked up John Watts. Uh, these are some fucking titles. Okay. Th this is like you go on like a sports reference page and you just see accolade, accolade, accolade. Yeah. It's crazy here. <laughs> 1597, he is serve. He's serving as the sheriff of London. Nice. So he's... He's he, he has a cowboy a title, yeah. He has a cowboy hat and a British accent, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, 1601. He is one of the founders of the East India Company, which is one of the most influential businesses ever. Wait, they, actually, they pretty much owned India at one point. Okay. Uh, India didn't really break away from England. They broke away from the East India Company. Oh, are you serious? Pretty much. Okay. It was the British Raj. But uh, <laughs> So after that, 1603, he's knighted. Then 1606, to top it off, he becomes Lord Mayor of London. So he went from sheriff to mayor. Um, <laughs> moving on. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think sheriff would be more active. You get around more. Yeah, but... Mayor, you got to make more big decisions. Yeah, but... Uh, but in corruption, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, he, maybe he's both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he was also once described... To the king of Spain as quote the greatest pirate that has ever been in this kingdom. Nice. So he's a pirate, a sheriff, and mayor. <laughs> that is that is a resume, dude. Dude, I can't even live up those expectations. I know. I couldn't. I couldn't do one. I couldn't be a pirate. I couldn't be a sheriff or a mayor. Um, now his expedition here is it's a twenty-two ship fleet with a mixture of some naval vessels and some okay. merchant ships, uh, some holding and some fire and shit, with the flagship led by... Get ready. Get ready. Okay. The flagship is led by a Captain Abraham Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Abe Cock here. How, how you spell cock in the situation? C-O-C-K-E. Oh, wow. That's cock. <laughs> now, I love Abraham Cock. <laughs> That's some good Abe. <laughs> Here's my brother Richcock. Uh, and he's Captain. Captain Richcock. Captain Cock here. He's the, a real hardhead. He, 
he's a really stiff guy, but once you get to know him, he lets it all out. Yeah, he'll loosen up around <laughs> it. <laughs> if you rub him the wrong way, it's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he again? He's a captain of a ship. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's a captain. And I'll be honest, I was like trying to look him up more. And I guess like a descendant of him goes on to be part, the like being instrumental to Virginia. Okay. And I legit, I pretty sure I saw like a paper title, like the influential cock family of Virginia. And oh my god! So so t- tell me more about this semen. I, I just yeah, this semen is one of the best. Um, <laughs> I mean, he is to be captured. <laughs> so the objective is to raid the Spanish Caribbean, go down, destroy things, and then on the return voyage home, go help the colonists on Roanoke. Okay, They're, that's their. They have and to go how, help. What was them. the last time anybody's talking or seen? I think people? maybe at three, almost three years at this point. It's oh, been at least no. two. Because they came, they departed in 1587, and it's the beginning of 1590. I feel like you'd be so lucky to make it, like, through one winter. Like, <laughs> it's been, like, One season, and we're get, we we think he can make 12, you know? How about 12? Everybody's uh, like, don't worry, that weirdo's coming back soon. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so, March 20th, the fleet leaves England, and they make good time across the Atlantic in less than two months. Apecock knows what okay. he's fucking doing. Um, so <laughs> Wait, did we ever say this? Um, what is the average like time to get across the ocean? It's kind of speeding up the more and more they know like routes, and okay. they the more and more ships become better. But at this point, it is still a few months. Okay. Even well into like the 1900s, like when you had to go across the Atlantic, it's yeah. still a few weeks because you can't go that fast. Okay. But... They get a lot of help with the wind. <laughs> the wind really nice. helps. Yeah, this is good wind today. Um, so they make it across in two months. Uh, first stop, they have to destroy everything that they can that they spot that's Spanish-owned in the Caribbean here. Um, so they're making a bunch of like stupid stops for that? Yeah, it, not stupid in the sense that it's off their itinerary. Stupid as in every day you could possibly die. Okay. Um, now, there were a series of naval battles happening in these tropical islands, which sounds pretty fucking badass, okay. I'll be Wait honest. So, sorry, I gotta back up. So no when good. they're destroying stuff, like, is it like them or like things they left behind? No, like so it's like, you know how a lot of the Caribbean speaks Spanish? Yeah. It's because the Spanish owned it at these times and as they're fighting, oh, okay. they're still at war sense. with Spanish, so they want to go destroy whatever they can that is Spanish-owned. So, okay. like, I think Puerto Rico would have been a place, Cuba, those okay. islands of that nature yeah. there. Um, and there's a lot of these naval battles happening off the coast of these tropical islands. Uh, mm-hmm. The most noteworthy one, oh my gosh, I thought that this was in the next episode notes, but I'm so glad that it's in this fucking episode. (laughs) Yes. The most noteworthy incident was by another Captain Chris Newport ship. He came so close to the Spanish, the Victoria, the Spanish ship, the Victoria, Uh that he was able to hijack her where full-scale hand-to-hand combat broke out on board the ship. Damn, that's a Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, like Pirates of the Caribbean shit is happening here. Legit, it's in the Caribbean here. Newport is able to kill the Spanish captain in the fighting, but soon after, his right arm is cut off by another Spaniard trying to avenge the captain. It's like a clean cut, like all of a sudden. Newport was... 
it's <laughs> legit. If Pirates of the Caribbean was a rated R movie, this is what would be happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after, oh, where is I'm? Newport was then saved by his sergeant of arms who killed the Spaniard, eventually forcing all the Spanish off the Victoria. So his arm gets cut off, and then his sergeant in arm kills the Spaniard guy, and then they're able to take the ship. <laughs> this is like a legit. How did he like not bleed to death or something? <laughs> just clog that wound up. Just what if like you like were on this sh- like one of these ships for like oh wait okay, what was the ship uh attacking what was her name uh I Victoria is that what you said the Victoria was the one being attacked okay so what if you're jumping on Victoria and you spent this like fucking weeks on or months on this boat and you just like fall in between the boats oh, like that's like dude, your that, journey that right is, there uh, <laughs> that is the worst idea yeah, yeah. or I made it this far you guys come back oh fuck they're, they're or, gone or you just like get knocked over and you hit your head and you're just passed out in the water and you drown <laughs> or some shit that would be the worst yeah. there uh after fighting off other spanish ships so the fight just doesn't start <laughs> newport with only half of his arms Ordered a return to England, quote, leaving cock in charge. <laughs> yeah, baby. Wait a minute, aren't they like really close though? They're in the car- so they're like two thirds, three fourths of the way to Roanoke oh, at this point here. Okay. Yeah, they're getting there here. Uh, so he, him with half an arm, he's like, I'm going home. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Which of anyone going home, I understand the most. Yeah, here. this guy's probably like, I don't like that. I mean, even, like, today's standards, losing an arm would be, like, so traumatic. Oh, my God. Like, you would probably go through so much, like, just post-traumatic stress just from Just dealing it. with it. And mm-hmm. you're the captain. You have to, like, and you keep everyone moving. Yeah. And it's like, I can't, like, you try to feel for your arm and it's just <laughs> even with there. Yeah. Even Ooh. with today's medicine, technology, prosthetics, all of that. Yeah. Just the de- I have to navigate a ship back across the ocean. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, so Cock is in charge now, and they <laughs> sail to Roanoke with pretty much half of their mission being successful. Ooh. They were able to take the Spain, Spanish, the Spanish, and... The Spanish. The Spanish, there. They're sailing to Roanoke from the Caribbean. It's White and Cock together <laughs> as one. Uh, Mid-August 1590, they finally reached the Outer Banks on the coast of north carolina mm-hmm. it said that they arrived on august 12th but they didn't really do anything for a night or two uh they didn't really start until august 15th were they just like fucking tired or something pretty much <laughs> let's just sleep for two days just chill it's like okay white cock group let's take a white, break the cock group and the white group over there uh <laughs> the night of august 15th as they're anchored off of croatoan island Ooh. they spot sm- they spot smoke from fires coming off of Roanoke. Uh, and they're like, oh, maybe some people are there. The The following morning, they see another column of smoke on the southern end, southern end of Croatoan, but they find nothing. They, there's nothing real big happening there. Okay, so they haven't found the town yet? No, they're, they're just off the, like, there's a lot of islands in this area. Okay. There's a series of them, and then it's the ocean. They're kind of on the other side by the ocean here. Okay. Uh, they spent the next two days attempting to cross the Palenco, Palenco Sound, mm. quote, with considerable difficulty and loss of life. Mm. Are they walking? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> you get in your boat and you sail there. It's not that difficult at no point before did they have trouble trouble with that i don't know august 17th uh they see another fire on roanoke and decide to row towards it but they reach the island after nightfall and decide to not risk coming ashore 
that late there. So they are off the coast of the island. Okay. Uh, they spent the note. The note. They spent <laughs> the night in their boats, singing English songs in the hopes that the colonists would hear. Okay. And that they would tell them to cut that racket out. They're trying to sleep. No, I'm just <laughs> I added that last part out there. But that's how I imagined it would go. Shut the fuck up. That song sucks. They're still alive on the island. There's people there. (laughs) They're telling us to shut the fuck up. Uh, August 18th, it's White's granddaughter Virginia Dare's, hopefully, third birthday. Okay. Uh, It's been three years, pretty much, since he's left. In the morning, White and his party make landfall on Roanoke. Uh, Only to discover fresh foot tracks in the sand, but they didn't see anybody there as they advanced further on the island okay white discovers a tree with some letters carved into them okay k a t h y and then on another tree a little bit further away it said bates Bates. and when he read it together it spelled out kathy bates (laughs) Bates. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, on the first tree he discovers are C R O Crow. Okay. Big, I was actually thinking like big a comic book fan here. He loves that movie where Bruce Lee's son dies on set, the crow. Oh, um, okay. He's like, I love that movie. Okay, so quick question. Do you yeah. know if like it looks like people have been gone for a while or people like just left? They said they were fresh foot tracks. Yeah. And there was fires on the islands uh, recently, like the night before and the night before that. Okay. So there has been some sort of activity. Human activity. Yeah, activity there. But we don't know if like the town yeah, people so, have been there for So far, they haven't found anything. They haven't found anybody. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, all they've found is this tree with CRO on it. Hmm. They continue towards the settlement, which they... There, you know, when he left, it was just a pretty basic settlement. Okay. And as he's coming back, it's mi- largely fortified. It's pretty much a fort at this point hmm. with a lot of defensive buildings here. It's not just an open camp. So they had to have some sort of thing to be defensive from. Okay. Near the entrance of the fencing that's kind of surrounding the the settlement there, yeah. the word Croatoan is carved into one of the posts there. Mm-hmm. And it said, Kathy Bates as well below. (laughs) Inside the settlement area, they go inside the place. Um, Inside, houses and other buildings have been partially dismantled. Pretty much anything that could have been taken away looks to be taken, pretty much. Okay. Including a bunch of shit that White had buried underground upon his return to the island. So things that he had left there before that if you were part of the community, you would know about. But maybe if you weren't part of the community, you wouldn't know about the secret stash or what have you here. Okay. Uh, Also, no boats were found. So there's pretty much just a bunch of partially destroyed buildings and no Nothing. Okay. No so people. They nothing. should have had boats there. They sure. They should have been people. Sorry, I, I zoned out when you say partially like destroyed. destroyed. Like were they destroyed or like aged like from the weather? A, a mixture of both. It okay. looks like like it's not just ruins, but it's partially standing, partially Interesting. there. Okay, so they probably were gone for a while, or something had happened recently. Here. Yeah. Uh, White 
thought that these two inscriptions, the CRO and Croatoan, mm-hmm. signal that the colonists had peacefully relocated to Croatoan Island since before he left back in 1587, the mm-hmm. colonists agreed to leave a secret token indicating their destination if they relocated. So if you leave, let me know where you go, pretty much. <laughs> how when I was growing up, if I left, I had to leave my parents a note. It's the equivalent of that right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to the store, Mom. I'm alive. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the house. Uh, after all of that, this White and his search party return to their ships for the night. They okay. are very perplexed. Uh, they plan to return to Croatoan the island the next day to look for the colonists. They want to go. So to, they went there, left, and came. No, they went to back. Roanoke Island. Oh, okay. They saw all the Croatoan there, and like, oh, I see. Tomorrow we should definitely go to Croatoan Island. Okay, okay, I get. The next you, day man. we're gonna go look for those colonists on Croatoan Island. However, damage to the boats made exploring this area, the Outer Banks, super risky. Okay. Uh, and the crew collectively said, there's no fucking way you're getting us stuck in this part of the world. <laughs> no, you see that shit over there, the fires? So no. how far is the, the both those islands then? Not too far. If you look at a map, it's maybe a mile. Okay, so you can send like a few people on a canoe to go, like, go there and back? I, this is the sense of scale I would give it. They would definitely make that in like a Nintendo 64 level. It's like not that big. You could definitely <laughs> include those two. There. That's how okay. that's how big it is. Um, so they're not getting stuck here. We're not going to explore. Okay. Um, the search mission could not continue given the risks. With Cox ship off for England. Cox ship off to off. We're going. Yeah. Uh, but the crew of a white ship offered him a compromise. They would spend the winter in the Caribbean. Nice, yeah. And then return to the Outer Banks in the spring of 1591. We're right there. Yeah. (laughs) We're right there, guys. (laughs) You know, we can't go there, but we can definitely go back to England. We can definitely go back to England. We can definitely get back there. So they just probably want to leave. Yeah, I'm getting that impression. Mm -hmm. They really don't care at this point. probably brought it up before. He didn't like the idea. It's like, okay, let's go somewhere close to home. And while we're at it, let's go home. (laughs) Yeah, you know, if we just go home, we can not be here. And you're like, so the real base? So that's their plan. They're going to go spend the winter in the Caribbean and then come back. But this plan fell through when the ship was blown off course Forcing them to stop for supplies across the ocean. <laughs> Again, they were just going to go the next day and check up on Croatoan Island, where yeah. all these people could possibly be, and no one has gone to Croatoan Island at this Wait, point. really? Yeah, no one's gone. Cock left, uh, and uh, White went right. Uh, what? So, yeah, no one no one has gone to Croatoan Island. groups that were, like, checking The two out. ships... This, no. I'm so confused. I mean, I understand it. They really never mention that in these spooky, they're like, ooh, they all disappeared, and then we never know. No, they just never looked. <laughs> they never fucking looked. Checking one island was hard enough. Yeah, oh, man, I don't want to go across the bay. <laughs> what if, like, they're so pissed that, like, once they get there, like... They've Every, been here the whole fucking time. Well, no, like it's just like they get there and like the whole journey was just like really shitty, and then like they, they've just wanted to go this entire time and they're just looking for any excuse. It's I would like, assume that's the the so rationale. They probably get there. It's like okay, not only did we make it here, there's a lot of other problems of people missing, and they're like, nope, nope, we're not gonna stay here and nope, figure it I, out. Let's I don't want to be leave. here. I don't want to be here. I want to go home. Uh, so strong winds prevented landfall in Atlant in the Atlantic Islands, like. Mm-hmm in that area and the ship again was forced to change course and 
return home to England, where they arrived back in October 1590. Okay. Again. Which boat is this or group? This would be both. Eventually, both ships have oh, returned to England, okay. but that one in particular was white. Okay. That's the guy whose granddaughter is there. Yeah. Um, again, no one checked Croto and Island. No one did. No Jesus. one. No one went there. Uh, now, why did we spend an episode and a half here talking about <laughs> this failed colony? Now, I found this from the First Colony Foundation, which is like a historic preservation group yeah. in North Carolina dedicated to Roanoke. Do I have a piece of evidence, you know, personally, me, yeah. for where these lost colonists went to? Because that was the lost colony we just yeah. talked about. This is from the First Colony Foundation, people who spend their lives dedicated to investigating Roanoke. That's actually kind of cool. Either that could be a hit or a miss of, like, wasting your life or not. Well, they have an opinion. <laughs> Quote, there is not and probably will never be a lost colony smoking gun. So we don't even fucking know it anymore. <laughs> we don't know what fucking happened. If only they had checked one other island at that time. Jesus, <sighs> like, that just blows my mind. I'm just assuming, like, they were just frustrated. They just want to get home. They like None of them had the personal investment. At that point, it was a rescue mission for fuck-offs. Yeah. So, so, like I said, if I was one of those people and, like, we found a town that was full of people, great. I'm going to just, like, catch up on my sleep. If not, that's a huge red flag. I want to figure it out. Like, I'd like to go home and not potentially die yeah. on the other side of the ocean. <laughs> uh, despite everyone disappearing and leaving no traces, did it actually become a sprawling English colony no one knew about. Mm. No, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> boom. So, why did we talk about it? Why did I do all that research and spend all this time? To stroke your ego. Exactly. Biggest reason <laughs> why it's funny as shit. Uh, <laughs> I really wanted to start out with a colony. Uh, I really wanted to start out where America starts, yeah. wherever you want to define it. Uh, mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is the English will learn from the mistakes that they made here and then use that to adjust their colonial plans. They, okay. As much as it was a fuck-up, as much as everything went wrong, they're like, but we can improve. <laughs> <laughs> we can get better. Uh, like mentioned, <laughs> this was the first step of European colonization in North America. And the fact that you and I are doing this podcast in English shows that it was a step in that direction <laughs> for taking it over. Um, I feel bad for that daughter, though, and her grandchild. Virginia disappeared. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, that's that's really that's, sad. So wait, the baby. dad was on the boat and he wanted to leave right away? Did I hear the that The grandfather right? did. Grandfather. The, it was won? the mom, the dad, and then the eventual, like, granddaughter. Okay. They, okay. they went to... The, the daughter and... Her husband went to America. She was pregnant. Yeah. And she gave birth, and the three of them were there, and then he left. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, I kind of realized this. Uh, Francis Drake is somehow involved in both ends of Virginia. <laughs> he, he, what? Because when he settled on the other side in California, mm -hmm. his settlement there would then be used as a claim of the back end of Virginia. <laughs> and I made jokes about that. And then he helped to create this Virginia on the East Coast here, spanning both sides of the country. Yeah. And that is just a weird coincidence that he helped to settle one side and save the other yeah. side. Um, it is actually important. I swear. I swear. I promise. Uh, from the return of John White in 1590 here, mm -hmm. when he returns, no other major colonial project was attempted by the English for 15 plus years. 
It would be 15 years that they don't try any colonies. They don't really send out major expeditions here. Okay. And the next big one. Why? Because too many people were, re- were dying? <laughs> kind of. The, the, the next big colony is going to be Jamestown oh. uh, in Virginia. And Jamestown sounds, you know, it's weird. Who is this James guy getting things named after him? Mm-hmm. Whose town is this? Damn it. Well, the big thing is the 1590s were a changing period. It's a good decade. I remember it fondly. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Actually, you probably know it a lot better, or at least products of it a lot better than you think, as I'll get to here in a minute Ooh. here. 1590s, big time for the English monarch. In Elizabeth I here, she was approaching her 60s, and as the power she once had over English shifted towards new players, she was getting old. Uh, to maintain the illusion of peace and prosperity, she increasingly relied on internal spies and propaganda, always the sign of a very healthy, strong, <laughs> democratic government. So she's losing her shit? She's becoming paranoid. Yeah, that's what I got. She's well, becoming like paranoid. Why does she need the spies? Uh, because she's getting old and she's losing power, so okay. she needs to know okay. what's happening here. So who's possibly taking this power or who actually will? I'll get into it here, but ah. it's a lot of different factions coming and going. Okay. Um, this period, this same period, I'm sorry, of economic and political uncertainty, however, produced an unsurpassed litany of literary, fl- or I'm sorry, produced an unsurpassed literary flowering in England. A what? A literary flowering. So a lot of great literature came out of this period. Oh, okay. I guess I could have guessed that. So at least for literature, I'll talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about it. Literature, there is a very famous piece called Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen, which was published in 1590. Then again, in 1596. Was this like the rise of like casual reading, maybe? It's a little bit of like stories and the beginning of like kind of I don't want to say Renaissance literature because I know it's a little bit earlier, but like but like reading English more accessible to people, theater and stuff. So this okay. fairy queen here uh, is it's an epic, so an epic poem, pretty big long one with a strong allegory celebrating Elizabeth the first. Spencer presented the first three books of it to Elizabeth in 1598, sponsored by Walter Raleigh. Mm. Uh, that's why I mentioned him. Uh, however. Why? Raleigh. No, I said Wally. Wally, my friend. Uh, <laughs> quote, there is no strong evidence that Elizabeth ever read any of this poem. Oh. So, <laughs> I wrote this for you. She didn't read it, though. I feel like pain, man. Burn. Burn. Uh, theater, however, a uh, lot more things that are a lot more popular. Okay. L- very popular, in fact. Uh, starting off with a bang, 1595. Little thing called Romeo and Juliet is published. Nice. A Midsummer's Dream is published. So I'm assuming Shakespeare is alive and well. This is his prime. Okay. This is legit his prime here. Okay. Uh, 1599, Hamlet and the opening of the Globe Theater. Oh, that's actually, that would have been really fucking cool. 1604, Othello. 1605, okay. King Lear. So he had a good yeah. fucking decade. Yeah. <laughs> How like rock bands and like artists have like a string of a few good albums over six years mm-hmm. that's a solid five right there you gotta like time travel back then tell people he, he got in the this group. place gonna really hit it also tell your great 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 grandchildren to listen to back row lessons yeah hey by the way <laughs> name one of your plays after this and leave a review <laughs> hey the all all of these are gonna torment like teenagers about 400 years from now so just 
Just be careful about that. Uh, a lot of this is actually happening. I saw as described as semi-organically, as Elizabeth was never a big patron of the arts in England, like how other really? yeah other monarchs would f- fund and put money towards this. Is Elizabeth- it wrong to assume that like you would? You no, know, is it wrong to assume that a female queen would be interested in the arts? I guess I don't know if it's man or woman because sometimes male rulers would do that to prop themselves up uh, it depends on how they view arts so uh, she, she wasn't really into it she was more into spies <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have art money i have spy money well, God what was damn. she into before her paranoid stage spy <laughs> spies <laughs> i've always been about spies damn it uh so the big thing is before she was paranoid she was actually a lot like her father uh like father like daughter all the wars with Spain and Ireland dragged on, leading to the tax burden growing larger and larger. And that was Henry? And Elizabeth. Okay. She never learned. Uh, <laughs> paired with poor harvest, England was in economic shambles again. Oh, God. Oh, boy. It's, oh, it boy. runs in the family. <laughs> uh, also, one thing you'll always read about Elizabeth, to the point where I've read multiple articles about it, she had really bad teeth. Like, historically bad teeth. Why? Specifically her? Or... Yes. Elizabeth's teeth had grown black with decay, and uh... many of them had fallen out because of her love of sugary sweets. Okay. Foreign ambassadors... So no, like, the shitty dental care back then with sugary it's... sweets back then. Okay. It's probably has roots here by the english stereotype of bad teeth i i legit think it might be like it probably traces its roots to this (laughs) gotta take my a sip of my sweet sugary beverage right there Mm -hmm. uh foreign ambassadors found her speech difficult to understand because of this elizabeth was so afraid of seeing a dentist that it was said a bishop had one of his own teeth pulled to prove the pain was bearable. She legit had bishops pulling their teeth out. Her teeth are so bad. Uh, He's like, see, I'm bleeding a little bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> Andre Horat de Massy, trying, ambassador extraordinaire <laughs> of France. That's a fucking title right there. Nice. Noticed her teeth during an audience <laughs> with the queen and said, Should quote, have. Her teeth are very yellow and unequal and on the le- and on the left side less than on the right. Many of them are missing so that one cannot understand her easily when she speaks quickly. Oh my god. This she is has a she's this is like whistling. horrible. Oh my god. Remember how I would say white trash? Remember how I yeah. would say white trash? Yeah. This is white trash. And then she's like, yeah, everybody understand what I'm saying. She's whistling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just like realize I just spent the last hour looking at her mouth, but not listening to what yeah. she was saying. Could you say that again? <laughs> wait, wait. And put, puts their hand over her mouth. Say it again. Say it again. Yeah. I can't answer you. <laughs> I know it's my job to relay back this message back to France, yeah. but like, Hold what on. did you just ha- yeah. say? Hold on. I'm going to look away from you while I record this. Hold on. Uh, don't, don't breathe in my direction, please. <laughs> Everybody can smell that, right? Around the table. Woo! Oh. oh, my God. Shit. Uh, <laughs> now, now, moving on from her teeth. <laughs> her fingernails are crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, as she was aging through the 1590s, the politics in England are really changing, and it's tough for Elizabeth to keep up. Okay. Like, what are some major things that make it um, A lot of th- places, like, people are kind of vying for power. She's getting older. She doesn't okay. really have a hair. Like you said. Uh, oh. Yeah. And she, this she leads... no one under? Like, no, not really. So Even, like, a nephew? Well, we'll, we'll get into oh, it. Yeah, okay. So, the turn of the 1600s 
coming into the new century is going to be a very tense time. Okay. Uh, this is where we have almost a James Bond-esque character being introduced. <laughs> a charming and young Earl of Essex. Is Johnny English. Johnny English. <laughs> I mean, Austin I know Powers. I know that's a great name for him, but it's yeah. a different than the the <laughs> character about, that is Johnny English. What about Austin Powers? Austin Powers. Actually, if those two were in a fight, who would win? <sighs> I think Johnny English. Okay. I think just how the script writing worked with Johnny English, he's coming out <laughs> lucky. But yeah, this character is very Austin Powers meets like Jason Bourne, uh, <laughs> which is an interesting combination, but you can picture that in your mind. Um, now, this Earl of Essex is I'm able groovy, to- I'm groovy, baby. I'm, Who am I? I? I'm, I'm groovy. <laughs> the CIA is tracking me or whatever the Bourne movies are like. Um, he's able to manipulate Elizabeth into appointing him to- more and more important positions. He's, he's rising the social ladder, pretty much. Uh, quote, despite his reputation for growing irresponsibility. So <laughs> despite his reputation for irresponsibility, he needs a promotion, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. Until in 1599, uh, when he is deserted, of, he deserts his post in Ireland. He is yeah. appointed to a place, and he deserts it. He leaves. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth has him placed under house arrest and then removes his monopoly. So kind of royal monopolies that he had for money. Um, When he's placed under house arrest, the queen had expressly forbidden him to return from Ireland to England. But that did not stop him from sailing back. She was surprised when he not only returned, but presented himself in her bedchamber one morning before she was properly gowned. So he's popping up in the queen's bedroom in the morning. That at this sounds point. like you're not. I feel like that. Would you die because of that? Or like you that, should. Yeah. You, you go to jail for that today. Yeah. <laughs> you just pop up in a bitch's room out of, after she tells you not to come home. And especially the That's queen. That's a crime. Like, yeah, I feel the like queen of just, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the queen sent him to his room with the comment that, quote, an unruly beast must be stopped of his provender. So oh, my God. <laughs> this, he's an unruly beast here. Um, now, August 1600, he is free from his house arrest and is super pissed off at Queen Elizabeth (laughs) for stripping him of his sweet wine monopoly. So wait, did he genuinely walk in like walked in by accident? I how I pictured it is she awoke and he's in the corner in a chair and he's like, hey Elizabeth. Like, hey Lizzie. (laughs) Ah, ah, (laughs) Who are you? Um so he's pissed off at her at the Queen for stripping him of his sweet wine monopoly as you and i have been multiple Mm -hmm. times when when the queen took away my sweet wine monopoly i did what he did which is he began to plot against elizabeth and her government somewhat openly in london like not as a secret not as a secret but like almost publicly i'm gonna get this bitch sure you will sure you will he's screaming on the corner i'm gonna get her uh february 7th 1601 his plans turn to action okay. as a roughly organized rebellion starting at the Globe Theater. Nice. When some of his followers asks the Lord Chamberlain men to have a special performance of Shakespeare's Richard II with the normally censored deposition scene included. So Wait, no, what? When, or I think, yeah, deposition, like a king being deposed. Okay. Ca- getting kicked out of being a king that scene is normally not included in richard the second but they wanted to include that scene to motivate people to depose elizabeth okay 
Yeah. So that wouldn't be good for her. No, that's not okay. good for her. He's trying to rally people through like a very passionate play. Um, <laughs> the Lord Chamberlain's men's, uh, the play company was hesitant to perform the controversial play, but eventually agreed once they were promised an extra payment of around 450 euros. And that's 2020 money. Yeah. Uh, more than their normal pay. So they pretty much just gave them 250 bucks for, 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 a, for a new movie. Like, okay. hey, how about you do something different tonight here? <laughs> um, so they're, they're building this rebellion here. Mm-hmm. The original plans for the rebellion had already fallen through earlier that day. So Essex, the, the Earl here, fell mm-hmm. back on his plan B of rousing the city of London to his support, claiming that the Elizabeth government had planned to murder him and sold out english to the spanish so hey know how we were at a major war and thousands of us died she's selling us out to him man it's crazy <laughs> quote talk about a shit show oh this oh is how God. this is how of a shit show it is quote essex and his followers hastily planned the rising so this was not a good well-planned uprising happening oh here so that was february 7th that was Night one, it started at night. February 8th, 10 a.m., a high-ranking official from the English Crown and three others arrive at Essex residence on behalf of the Queen. She sent some people that are like, heard you talking shit, heard you making trouble, let's deal with this here. Uh, instead, Essex grabs all four of them, of the Queen's men's here, and starts to hold them hostage while he and around 200 supporters begin to spread out around London. So these messengers come, mm-hmm. a high-ranking official and some other people. They want to talk. He holds them hostage. He takes them captive, puts them in his house, and him and 200 people start to ride around London, kind of rallying for their support. Oh, shit. Like, oh, they're pulling this off. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> it's going good. At, see, it sounds the, like it's going well. The ascent kind of. is the strong part. Everyone thinks about that. No one thinks about the dismount. They're like, uh, okay. now what do we do? Um, so what they wanted to do was interrupt a large mass, like Christian mass, uh-huh. where they thought that the Lord Mayor of London was going to be at. However, before they could get to this mass, uh-huh. uh, a warning was sent to the Lord Mayor, and the heralds denounce Essex as a traitor to the crown. So word is getting out that this guy's coming and making a tent. So now at- it's making a quick turnaround. Yeah, okay. now it, now he's like, oh, I got a good 20 minutes on him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, things are not turning out. Uh, once, he was, once this Essex guy was described as as a traitor, like once the word traitor was put next to his Uh name, many of those following Essex disappeared and none of the citizens he expected to rise up and join him did. So the second he was called a traitor, where is everybody? Where's Mm -hmm. all my supporters? You were riding with me. They didn't want to be traitors either. So he is now in a one-man rebellion. (laughs) Uh, So he kind of had a decent start. He had a good start. He's just a crazy dude by himself. Desperate and alone. Well, he he has something waiting for him. Desperate and alone, he decides to return back to his house, only to find that the hostages had (laughs) had gotten away. So they had nobody watching them. No, no, no. I think he's gone. I think we can leave. Okay, I'm gonna leave. You guys don't move. Stay, stay. (laughs) Um, 
though he he wasn't alone for for very long because after he got back the queen's men under the command of the lord high admiral besieged the home (laughs) so now it's a hostage crisis okay (laughs) now he's the crazy guy held up in his house over a warrant pretty much uh (laughs) By that evening, after frantically burning incriminating evidence, Essex and the remaining of his followers surrendered to the troops and were placed under arrest. How many followers did he have? I assume maybe like five. Okay. Not not a large amount. I was kind of in the same ballpark. Not not 200 like he started out with. Uh, Less than two weeks after the rebellion, Essex is put on trial and tried for treason. Was it really a rebellion, though? I mean, he tried. He was like, I'm going to get her. I'm going to get him. Uh, The trial lasted a day, and the verdict of guilty was pretty much a foregone conclusion from the start. Okay. We're definitely going to fucking kill this guy. Uh, Essex had burnt the evidence to save his followers from blame prior to his arrest, but he was convinced by a reverend to purge his soul of guilt. So he tried to be... He tried to be a gangster, and then he became a snitch. (laughs) It's the truth. It's the truth. In turn, Essex confessed everyone who was involved. Oh, my God. Including his sister, who he put put a great deal of blame on. He couldn't even lie about that. He blamed his sister for it. Oh, my God. February. So all this happened February 8th. Mm -hmm. February 25th, 1601. What's that in the air? I'm smelling a cookout coming. <laughs> Tower of London. It's execution day Ooh, for the Earl. Execution potluck. Execution potluck. It's nice. a cookout. Uh, it's reported that it took three strokes by the executioner, Thomas Derrick, to complete the beheading. Uh, now, this is a tangent. Wait, you- what are you bringing in your potluck? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot yeah. to mention it. I'm so... <laughs> no, I mean, you mentioned it. I thought I mentioned, you were going I'm sorry. I, I, I just love I thought you were going to bring it back, but I just want to make sure. I, I, okay. I, you know what? I've been vibing on, like, onion straws lately. So something onion of that... Onion straws? Yeah, you okay. know, like the kind of kind of fraily little things yeah. right there. Something of that nature, maybe put, like, like, a, okay. like, maybe, like, some cheese, make it a little bit Ooh. kind of a nacho-y thing right there. Mm-hmm. See if there's some recipes online for that. What about you? I know you're all about the fish or whatever. Uh, <laughs> the fish. Um, I don't know. I've been kind of like just eating a lot of tofu lately because I'm cheap and I found a place that's kind of gets it in bulk. So I kind of tofu <laughs> cubes with like to- like toothpicks. Bulk like, tofu sounds so bad. I'll be honest. <laughs> bulk tofu. You said they get tofu in bulk. So I just. Yeah. I just buy a bunch and I cook, I cook a bunch of it in order and I can just make a bunch of cubes, put toothpicks in it, just offer it to people and get rejected by everyone. Yeah. Most likely. Like, yeah. Like the, the, the facial expressions I'm making it's right like, now. Well, fuck you all. I'll just eat it all by myself. More tofu for me. <laughs> I planned it this way because all of you are losers. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that would be my like snack. A breakdown at the cookout. <laughs> I could make chicken wings again. That's, that I don't, would nice. I don't think I would eat them, but... Use your air fryer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll repeat this again, but it was reported to have taken three strokes by the executioner, Thomas Derrick, uh, to complete the beheading. Uh, now, I was just vaguely curious, is there any info on an executioner? And I found the weirdest <laughs> fucking connection. Well, you found information about this guy? Like- yeah. Uh, hundreds of years ago yeah so previous this is so weird and actually very 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 fucking ironic okay (laughs) previously thomas derrick the executioner had been convicted of rape 
but Ooh. was pardoned mm. by the Earl of Essex himself. Wait, so, who? The guy we were just talking about, Earl of Essex. The guy's getting executed? He had pardoned the executioner years what? earlier what? for rape, which would have cleared him from the death penalty on the condition that he had become an executioner. He what? He wrote his own death sentence years in the making. That's so weird. It gets weirder. Okay, other. Well, first of all, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen hundred years or five hundred years. That was a punishment back then. You commit a crime, you have to become like executioner. Depending, I I assume they saw they're like this guy's big and burly. I think he could be a good executioner there. Oh my god! Or maybe they just needed one. There's a lot of fucked up shit you just said. So so Derek executed more than three thousand people in his career and one rape. So three thousand and one. Three thousand and one ratio there. Also, this is weird. It is also thought that in an invention he had made for making it easier to hang people to death was the root for becoming associated with the building or lifting device of a derrick, leading to the usage in the oil industry. Oh, so, really? So, you know when you like, see those big things coming out of the ground yeah, for I oil pumping? Yeah, I thought you were going to like, connect that to like the guillotine or something like no, that. No, that would be interesting, <laughs> but no, it's weirder. This it connects really to the random. oil industry. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's... It's said that his name is connected to when they say like an oil derrick or what have you, when you see those pumps going up and down. Came from this executioner who raped a chick. So he invented something? No, he made like an invention that was named after him, but it became associated with this building technique that was called a derrick. That is fascinating. It was then eventually used and the terminology led to to like oil derricks. Yeah. It was fucking weird. And all I, again, all I said was, I wonder if there's any info on this fucking executioner. (laughs) And he still influences our lives to this day. Oh no. Uh, (laughs) Essex, before he died Mm -hmm. in the end, shocked him any by denouncing his sister Penelope already threw her under the best. Fuck her. Um, in the, the the bus (laughs) under the bus. Okay. Uh, in the end, Elizabeth, knew that what, what did I say Elizabeth knew that her own actions were partly to blame for this turn of events she knew if she didn't take away his sweet wine monopoly nothing of this would have been happening I there. guess that's that's a fair point I mean an observer wrote in 1602 her delight is <laughs> her delight is to sit in the dark and sometimes with shedding tears to be wall Essex she just likes to sit in the dark and cry about just him or anything in general? Him, other people, things in general. Who knows? Okay, so she's really falling apart. Yeah, she very much is. Remember how her dad caused untold amount of chaos because he was aging and wanted a heir to his throne? Yeah. Well, guess who is currently getting old and doesn't have any children? Elizabeth. Yeah. So, like father, like daughter. <laughs> uh <laughs> Despite attempts by her officials to try and persuade her to make one, Elizabeth hesitated at creating an order of succession in any form, mostly because she feared for her own life once someone was named. She was like, if I name whoever's up next, they're going to come after me and kill me to become king. That's, oh, that's horrible. Like, one, like, that situation you explained, too, it's just, like, for, like, even, like, today, like, there's expectations of, like, why, like a woman being single and not wanting to have kids you know there's too much like um i think I, I, I see what you're going there this and is like, less that but like still at that time like i would feel bad for someone in royalty oh you need to have an heir but it's like that yeah i was, I was gonna say didn't you, want a you, child you bring up a very relevant point but at this time it's also like it's it goes beyond not wanting a child she's like i don't want to name anyone who comes after me once okay. i'm dead 
Fuck it. But yeah, that's why I said that was fuck all thing. you. Like yeah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, yeah. fuck all you. That's, that's her last quote. There. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the queen's health remained steady until the fall of 1602, when a series of death among her friends plunged her into a seer, severe depression. Who are her friends? I couldn't get names, but I assume it's probably just like chambermaids, yeah. connected whoever's. By March 1603, Elizabeth fell sick and remained in a, quote, settled and unremovable melancholy and was said to have mainly sat motionless on a cushion for hours. So if she's, like, depressed and sick, she's probably just like, fuck this. I don't really care. She's just sitting on a cushion for hours without moving when an advisor of her, when, what, when an advisor of I'm a idiot when I type. When I type, when an advisor of her told her that she must go to bed, she snapped, "Quote: Must is not a word to use to princess, little man." <laughs> Bitch, I'm just saying it's late. God, yeah. <laughs> it's like nine thirty, and you're old. God, sorry. And he runs out the room crying. March twenty fourth, sixteen o three. Elizabeth dies at Richmond Palace between two and three in the morning. R.I.P. Rip. Elizabeth, mm-hmm. big one. Within a few hours. Wait, of- wait, 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 wait. So clarifying her whole her whole existence. Yes. I, like, was she like just? Um, she she was had she a- shitty like her per like her dad or was she just like how would you describe her comparison to her dad? She's a lot better than her dad, but she's not like a a good person. I it's hard to say. It's okay. hard to say in the 1500s because everything is so wonky and it's like okay. If sl- small things can be blown up. Because I'm not too aware of her legacy, so I'm just making sure like how was A it? lot is connected to her for like establishing the English that we know today. So okay. that's so why that's pretty her cool. that yeah, that's her legacy, that's the Elizabethan cool. okay. area is yeah. what it's called. Uh so she, she of the worst Monarchs, I'll give her a six and a half out of ten. Okay. okay. <laughs> Whatever scale that is, sliding Wait, scale. Six as being bad or good? Good. Okay, T- ten cool. out of ten is good. Okay. One, I out, of you, ten, I one out of ten is bad. Really bad. I don't know. <laughs> I just threw it together. Uh, but so she dies March 24th at her Richmond Palace in the morning. Within a few hours of her passing, her lead advisor and council put their plans into motion and proclaimed a new king of England, James the Sixth. Slash one, <laughs> because that name sounds a little bit familiar. James, we talked about a bunch of James in the yeah. last season. Mm-hmm. James, I think three through five. Um, <laughs> James six slash one was the great grandson of Henry the Eighth, grandson of James the Fifth of Scotland, and the son of Queen Mary of Scots, and thus by extension means the son of Queen Mary. Yep, she is related to Elizabeth. Oh, okay. So how it went, James V of Scotland, then his daughter, Queen Mary, took over. So if they should have, like, get, if they had, if they gave him the throne to Mary in the first place, like she should deserved, this, it would have just gone back to him no matter what? Yeah, she, she, he is her son. So yeah. when she dies, he became king of Scotland. Okay. And now... From my understanding from that movie I already forgot about, it's <laughs> like, it was her, like, like, Queen of Scots, um, Mary, that was her, like chair or what am i trying to fucking throne. say yeah the, yeah it was her throne in the first place yeah it's kind of weird how it worked out for him like yeah he kind of just got thrown into this okay here. uh he is one of the few people that has a legit claim to the thrones of ireland scotland and england so he's, he's pretty desired for this position okay uh quote <laughs> 
quote, expectations of King James started high, but then declined. And they're like, we had high hopes. And then just insurmountable disappointment year after year. When he's like an adult? Well, as he started to become king. I didn't okay. get when he became king, but... um, well, Did he have any good, like, years? I don't... I mean, he, he gets a town named after him at nice. one point, so... <laughs> quote, James left Edinburgh for London, promising to return every three years, comma, a promise he did not keep. <laughs> ah, shit. Hey, I'll be back. Don't worry. Your mom and I were breaking up, but I'll be there for you, little guy. Never seen again. Yeah. I'm gone. Uh, First, there's the cigarettes. Then I said, now I'll it's make milk. it to the birthdays. And then <laughs> I said, at least I'll make it to the, your high school graduation. Nope, never any of those. So this is going to hit home a little bit, but let's try and make through it. Uh, by the time of his coronation in the summer of 1603, a plague had hit London and the countryside of England. <laughs> Uh, this is actually one of the deadliest plagues in England's history, eventually claiming around a quarter of London's population. Wait, is this, this is not the Black Plague. This is not the Black Plague, okay. but this is long after it. It still has a big effect on it. Uh, yeah, I was making sure this is not the Black Plague, but that was a few hundred okay. years before it. Quote, there was certainly no effective remedy. Rue, walnuts, vinegar, and roasted onions were popular cures. Those who took them and promptly recovered may well have on been only mildly affected by the disease. You need to eat your roasted onions, walnuts, and vinegar to survive corona. No. <laughs> I don't want to get flagged on Spotify. So what was this plague called? Just a plague. The, the, okay. I think I, was, I saw it was just called like the plague of 1603 or something. Okay. They, they, they didn't give it a fancy name or anything like that. Dang. Yeah. Uh, it was said by a writer that attended the restricted ceremony, the coronation, the streets seemed paved with men. Stalls instead of rich wares were set out with children. Open caskets filled up with women. Wave to all the dead people. Oh. Just That's like disturbing. Dead, dead, Ooh. dead, dead, dead. <laughs> Bring no. out your dead. Bring out your dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> uh, James, for, he's now called James. He's James VI of Scotland because yeah. he's the sixth James, but he's the first James of England. So he's James <laughs> the first. So wait, he's what you like you said, six slash one? Six slash one. <laughs> exactly. He's an anime name. Um, he takes over a very problematic and troubled kingdom as been alluding in the past 15 episodes <laughs> season and plus uh the cost of war had caused debts that reached over the equivalent of 180 million dollars so Ooh. for not a rich kingdom not a good time uh <laughs> people were frustrated with crown monopolies and high taxes so pe yeah pe they weren't making good money select groups did not want james as their monarch and wish he saw multiple attempts to overthrow him within the first few years of his reign so from the get-go, people are already trying to overthrow him. Uh, one happened fairly quickly in July 1603. Uh, so like a month after, legit a month into his reign, he's already trying to be overthrown. It's called the main plot. Uh, it was really just a series of money exchanges with no real actions. Okay. It, like it wasn't nearly Earl of Essex kind of shit. Mm. But involved in it is our good friend sir walter raleigh he's implicated <laughs> tried and found guilty and imprisoned at the tower of london for over a decade here yeah he's held in prison for tw oh, over shit. a year over 10 years here they didn't know what to do with him for that time no he was just in prison they couldn't kill him because he was so connected so they just okay. held him for 10 years uh however that didn't stop him from getting his funk on <laughs> while he's in prison remember how i said he was 
imprisoned in 1603 or so. Yeah. His son, Carew, was conceived and born in 1605 while Raleigh's imprisoned in the Tower of London. Okay. So, so he's, he's having sex okay. while in prison, and you can't <laughs> deny that. You can't deny that. That was weird to read about. It was like, uh-huh. wait a second. Born 1605. He was in prison. Okay. So, so it's like Goodfellas. They're like in prison. Yeah. It's just Goodfellas. Fine. It's yeah. love after lockup. Yeah. It's that. We got, I paid the guards to look the other way. And we climbed in a closet and banged. Uh, the other noteworthy plot against James here is the gunpowder plot uh, that involved Guy Fox, mm-hmm. uh, better known as whenever someone posts controversial things on the internet, they use his mask as the V for Vendetta mask is based on Guy Fox. Really? Yep. They That's trace cool. back to that. So V I'm for Vendetta. I heard that. Yeah. So That's it's a fun uh, fact for me today. Boom. And I didn't want to get into the gunpowder plot that if you guys give us enough reviews and reviews and reviews, <laughs> we'll do a bonus episode on the gunpowder plot. There Wee-oo. we go. Woo. Uh, though, one upside to James is he's far more successful in dealing with foreign policy instead compared of to... everyone before him. Okay. <laughs> compared to the last six monarchs, pretty much. Okay, that's pretty impressive. Actually. Because he's Scottish, Catholic, son of Queen of Mary. Yeah. He never went to war with Spain. Oh, it was England okay. who was at war with Spain, not Scotland. So there was an opportunity for peace to this war. Nice. And within a year and a change, year and a month or two, by August 1604, that war was over. Nice. So they're done. Okay. Now that the Spanish aren't trying to kill the English sailors, you know, as they yeah. leave, uh, a renewed interest in overseas exploration starts to come back so to England. So trading's coming back. In the- they're okay. starting to have some more money. They don't need to spend it. They don't need to keep every ships. And in 1607, two or three years or so later, a new company is created called the Virginia Company. Oh, not GM. Not GM, unfortunately. <laughs> come a few years later. Nope, this is actually ExxonMobil. It's formed in 1607 uh, in the city of London. It's crazy. People don't know that about them. But nope, it's the Virginia Company with the express purpose of settling closer to the Chesapeake Bay. Nice. And that is where we're going to end it today. What? Oh, no. Next episode, we're going to be getting into Jamestown. We're going to be talking about that colony okay. and the start of the, the the honestly the origins of like I'm actually really excited for that coming into the 13 colonies. So we it's actually like a lot Roanoke of Roanoke today. We discussed, and then we yeah. discussed shit after Roanoke and the quick why, why there's a 10 year or so 10 15 year lapse of Roanoke failed. Uh, why wasn't there any English colonization here uh, and then we're going to get into jamestown next time it's going to be a lot of fun mm. uh i will give you one preview one quick little fun fact i mention a disney character you did i do oh I, you you will i will oh okay. yeah that that's just a quick little preview i bet people can put two and two together jamestown disney character I bet they can think what movie I'm probably talking about. Finding Nemo. I was going to say Cars. Okay. (laughs) I'm talking about Lightning McQueen, of course. Doc Hudson's Mm going to be there. Uh, No, we'll talk about that and some fun other colonies that kind of pop up after this time period. Or not time period, but like Jamestown. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be a good fucking time. But in the meantime, until then, until the next (laughs) recording, what you can do after you hear this, you can go to iTunes spotify wherever and leave us five stars in a review please do please Please. do it helps us it makes me feel good at night
Yeah, and I mean we're good. we're having more fun. We got more people talking about us too. Yep. And you know I do. And think we only had to pay a few of them. Mm-hmm. And you know you can tell your friends of how like season two is sounding so much better than season one. Even you know, if that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Even if that's boldface lie, tell them. They don't care. They don't know. Yeah. But it's been we're having fun here. That's what we're about. Yeah. We're just about. And don't forget, you know, what zoo an- favorite zoo animal, your other question they already forgot about. What's your favorite video game movie? Yeah. <laughs> and what are you going to bring to our potluck this time? Those three, yeah. Would the- you eat my tofu blocks? Would you, yeah, bulk tofu, good or not good, <laughs> question mark. But those are great things to do this whole season. We're going to have a good time oh, here. Yeah. And like Nolan said, tell your friends about us. We're going to be more active mm-hmm. on social media. It'll be fun. And tell your annoying uncle that's weirdly into history. Maybe you'll, you'll have something finally to talk I'll take about. that. I'll take that okay. audience. I'll love that audience. <laughs> tell them all. Uh, but on that fun, fun Love note, you all. Love you all. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Paul. And I'm Nolan. And this has been Back, Back Row, Row Lessons. Lessons.